Hi, this is Kim Polishuk and Jen Giffen, hosts of Shooks and Giff, the podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual host. Be sure to check out all of our other great podcasts by visiting edupodcastnetwork.com. And get ready, because the learning begins in three, three two, two, one. Welcome to the Instant Relevance Podcast. The Instant Relevance Podcast is an educational podcast featuring the latest news and resources to make learning relevant for all students. Follow us on Twitter at InstantRel. Welcome back to the Instant Relevance Podcast. Dennis and I are really excited to discuss another Instant Relevance mini-moment that could probably bring a little bit of context into the classroom for your students. Dennis, I was wondering, um, have you seen anything about this asteroid that flew by Earth? Uh, I think it was one of the largest asteroids that's flown as close to Earth as it did uh, in a while. Have you seen that? Yeah, actually, you know, I did. I was, uh, it just kind of came up on my newsfeed a little bit recently that this giant asteroid was coming by, and it made me think of uh, back in the, I guess it was my college days, when I swear every other movie I saw was about an asteroid smashing into something. And so uh, it brought back those Armageddon days of trying to land on the asteroid and drill down to the center and blow it up. Yeah, it was uh, interesting because kind of at the same time that this uh, asteroid flew by Earth that apparently they've actually done a little bit of research, done some com computer models and that sort of thing and uh, some math calculations to see if uh, the whole Armageddon thing is actually possible. So the research has actually shown that if we were actually uh, in the situation um, where an asteroid was headed for Earth and they made a couple assumptions uh, like, for instance, the size of the asteroid and, and that sort of thing. But they ended up uh, concluding that if we were actually going to try to blow up the asteroid, like, you know, one of, I know your favorite movies, Armageddon, but uh, <laughs> I haven't seen it in a while. But um, no, uh, if you actually tried to do it, it would actually take uh, upwards towards a couple of thousand, uh, or I think it was maybe even like 10,000 Hiroshima-sized atomic bombs. So uh, when it comes to that uh, uh, actual uh, survival um, possibility, it seems like blowing up the asteroid might actually be out of the wheelhouse. Um, but what do you think, Dennis? How could we actually implement this in the classroom? How could we maybe put this in front of students and ask them to kind of take it that next step and... See, I think this is a great question to give kids without much direction to them. Just give them the situation and say, hey, there's this asteroid flying towards us. You are the science team that has to try to figure it out. Uh, maybe even show them that Armageddon clip where they're sitting in their uh, sciency looking NASA room saying, you know, what are we going to do? And one guy says, you know, we're going to attach sails to it and let it float away. And another one says, we're just going to blow it up from the outside. And uh, they kind of contradict each other. I think it's a great opportunity to get kids into thinking about it. I. I don't want to give it to them and say, hey, guess what? A Hiroshima-sized bomb has this many megatons in it. And it's the research says that it takes this many gigatons to blow it up. How much? How many of them would you need? Because then you're just asking kids to divide. And that's pretty damn boring, to be perfectly honest. So um, giving them that opportunity to say, what would I do? 
is a really good question because like you said, if they come across the research, they're gonna quickly find out how much explosive force it takes to actually destroy this, which I also read that article pointed out that they're really talking about destroying this thing. And in the movie, they don't really destroy it. They just break it in half so that it can go around the earth. Um, but one of the best things that they concluded was that destroying it is the least effective option. But what's a better option is what happens naturally out there in outer space is uh, just bump into it, you know, uh, blow, like blow up some stuff on it so that it just changes its course enough that it misses, you know, like out in outer space in like asteroids are bumping into each other, changing each other's course all the time. And that's what was kind of cool to me because that's an out of the box solution that maybe one of our kids would have come up with that uh, had we presented them with that solution up front, they might've just uh, you know, chosen that option and said, I think we should do this. And then that kind of kills the energy. So to me, you put this in front of your kids in your classroom and say, you know, uh, math, Give me some ideas about what do you uh, what you think we should do with this, and they can talk about gravitational force. They can talk about uh, the amount of you know explosive force that they think they would need to move it or break it. They can figure out their own solutions. Science, they can talk about a lot of different things. They can talk about um, the effect that even breaking apart pieces of it would have on the environment. We can. Uh, even our ELA classes coming up with a solution that they think is viable and writing a persuasive speech or letter to uh, their congressman to say, this is what the plan should be. And I know why. I think it's a great opportunity to open that door. Yeah, uh, I think that one interesting thing in the article uh, is that there are actual real planetary protection experts. And that's actually a real thing where you know, there's a lot of people that sit around a table and think about ways to protect our planet in case of an emergency like this. Um, I like, uh, you know, some of the things that you talked about bringing in outside um, subjects. You could really talk about, you know, the last time um, supposedly a uh, uh, asteroid hit Earth and, and what happened, you know, even back with uh, uh, back in the age of the dinosaurs that caused them to become extinct. And you can talk about, you know, what the effect of a modern day um, situation like that would be. And just even into the socio-political area, like what would we do and what would we have to do as far as nations coming together to solve a common problem? And how would we kind of, you know, come together and kind of have our Armageddon moment as a, uh, as a, a species uh, to kind of solve this problem. And if it would even be possible these days with uh kind of all the discourse going on and everything and, and kind of the disagreement going on in the world. So you can even uh, have some of those deeper discussions, uh, you know, with the kids and even, um, you know, just setting it out there, even as a writing prompt, even uh, to, to just kind of start it off. Like, what would you do? What would your role in it be? Uh, what could we do um, even as average citizens uh, in this situation if this were actually to happen? I know that there's a lot of fiction involved in that. You know, there's been a million movies, like you said, written about what would happen if an asteroid was coming. But, you know, really talking about the not just uh, movie wise, but what what would you do if uh, if this was coming and uh, and we tried to blow it up and it didn't work. <laughs> and, uh, right. and, uh, you know, so w what would humanity do after that? And, uh, how would we prepare? So there's a lot, there's a lot here. And I think that, um, having students, like you said, think outside of the box, uh, but also not just, uh, from a solution standpoint, but, uh, just from a, um, uh, kind of an SEL standpoint as well. Like, 
you know, what would it mean uh, to kind of know that uh, an asteroid was coming and you don't know what's going to happen. And uh, we're, we're just all kind of bracing for it for humanity um, well, as well. Yeah, I like that idea. And I also like that idea of having uh, some of your kids be a plan A team and a plan B team, you know? Like plan A, what, your, your job is to figure out how to get it to not hit. And plan B, your job is to figure out what to do if we can't, if plan A doesn't work, you know? Uh, and well, I guess we should also just be honest here. Uh, I would love to be part of the Planetary Protection Squad, which is uh, probably not what it's called, but what I'm going to call it from now on. And the interesting thing is that they monitor stuff that comes, I guess it comes within four and a half million miles of Earth. So the reality is that's not all that close. So maybe, just maybe, uh, those those danger moments aren't as dangerous as we thought they were. And that's another thing for our kids to consider, too, the amount of effort that goes into protecting something from uh, – potential danger versus uh, real and perceived danger as well. Yeah. And you can even get into like the probability of this actually happening with, even though there are a lot of kind of asteroids and other um, planetary objects out there, what is the probability of one of them being so precise to Mm. hit earth, you know, and uh, that goes into a lot of planetary science as well, that uh, you could have kids research uh, just, you know, the path of different asteroids. And um, I, went down a lot of different rabbit holes just reading this article, to be honest. So, um, Yeah, I think we're going yeah. down a lot of them right now, too. And I think <laughs> if we keep doing it, we're going to cut off all the possible ideas that uh, our listeners are going to come up with. So uh, I think we better shut it down and open the door to our listeners and say, listen, you've heard a couple of ideas from us, but if you uh, want to read this article, uh, you can pick it up. It's on The one I picked up is on Fox. Dot com and you can just kind of look up Vox and then look up what would it take to blow up an asteroid and you'll find it. Um, and why don't you come up with some ideas and if you'd use them in your class or you do anything, share it with us uh, at the Instant Relevance Podcast or our Twitters. I'm at Math Dennis NJ and Raymond is at Blended underscore Math and uh, we're excited to see what you might come up with. Yeah, definitely hit us up on Twitter either uh, individually with Dennis or I or also at Instant Rel. We'd love to hear your ideas. Also, make sure and keep following us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, We are going to continue putting out a new podcast, either an instant relevance mini moment. We've got tons of great interviews uh, coming. Uh, We've got them a lot in the bank, and uh, we're really excited for a lot of them to come out. We uh, have interviewed some great people, and we're really excited for the rest of uh, season two of the Instant Relevance podcast. Uh, In the meantime, I think, Dennis, you said you're going to be at a conference here pretty soon. Oh, yeah. Thanks for, uh, for remembering that one. I'm going to be out in Chicago uh, next weekend at the ASCD Empower Conference. Uh, I'm presenting on Sunday and on Monday there, March 17th and 18th, uh, and I'll be out there starting on the 16th. So if you're listening and you're out in that area and you want to uh, catch catch me out there, either tweet me or message me and get in touch, and I'd love to see some of our listeners uh, and have a great conversation and get together out there. So thanks. Yeah. Additionally, if you're in the Rhode Island or New England area, Dennis and I and the Instant Relevance Podcast will be broadcasting live from the Highlander Institute Blended and Personalized Learning Conference uh, on April 6th in Providence. So um, if you're in the area and uh, you've never been to this conference, I highly recommend it and it will be great because we'll also be hopefully broadcasting live and releasing our conversations as a podcast. So Keep in touch, check out where we're going to be, and we hope to see you soon. 